From Idea to Impact is a community for individuals of all backgrounds and professions that are looking to take their philanthropic lives to the next level. Whether through volunteerism, monetary donations, or starting your own nonprofit, making a positive and impactful difference in our communities is no easy task. This podcast features nonprofit leaders, philanthropists, social entrepreneurs, and community enthusiasts that are here to help take you from idea to impact. Let's start the show. Welcome to episode two of From Idea to Impact. My name is Brianna Alexander, and I would be crazy if I did not start this episode without saying thank you. The response to episode one was absolutely incredible and exceeded my expectations beyond ways that I can describe. I'm so appreciative of all the feedback, kind words, and well wishes in starting this new journey of podcasting. And overall, I received confirmation that I'm headed in the right direction. When I came up with this concept, I didn't know that so many people wanted to hear about this topic. I just kind of went for it. But so many of you have confirmed with me that this is a topic of interest and I'm looking forward to utilizing this platform to be able to provide us all with ways to be the most effective change makers in our communities. Um, A few people have asked me how often should they expect to hear from me and This is interesting. I wrote down that I wanted to do this and I wrote down that I wanted to to do six episodes. And so I didn't give myself any kind of deadline or like calendar breakdown of when I would post those. But I do understand the importance of consistency. So if you go more than three weeks from hearing from me, I need you to hit me up and say, where's my episode? Three weeks is my limit, and I'm just being honest with myself and my schedule, and um, I want to set myself up to win. I don't want to put myself in a position where I cannot deliver. This episode today is called Hello, My Name is Changemaker. I named it that for a few reasons, but today I want to talk about the fact that we're all changemakers in some form or fashion. Take a moment to think about your career and what you do in your everyday life. We're going to start there. Are you already making decisions or doing work that impacts the community and you just never even thought about it? And when I say that, I don't care if you work at a plant putting together cars, whether you're a fitness trainer or a banker, your work impacts others and you are a change maker. You have to take your role serious because we're all depending on you to make huge impact in our communities. In this next segment, you'll hear from a dear friend of mine by the name of Whitney Stovall, who's not only a nonprofit professional, but she's a change maker and leader in every sense of the word. She launched an organization that not only supports and uplifts those who are right in our communities, but globally as well. We're going to have a candid conversation about where do you start when it comes to giving back and when is the proper time to do so. She's going to talk about some of her experiences and most importantly, we're going to leave knowing that we can make the biggest change if we just start today. Let's get started. (laughs) 
Okay, so we are getting started with the first segment of today's episode. I have the wonderful Miss Whitney Stovall here with me today, and we are just going to talk about change making in the community overall and what that looks like, what that feels like. And Whitney has so much, so much knowledge to share with us today. Um, she has pretty much held every role you can imagine in nonprofit. And what's amazing about her is we actually graduated from the same program at the same time. We, yes, we made it through <laughs> together. And so I'm just going to let her um, introduce herself and tell um, about what she does now, um, what she's done in the past. And we're going to get started from there. So Whitney. Hey. Hey. <laughs> so, one, I'm really excited to be here. I'm so proud of you. I know you want to do this for a while. So, congratulations. Thank like, you. we are here. <laughs> um, so, this is amazing. Um, so, a little bit about me. I will try not to make this awkward um, <laughs> because talking about myself can be a bit awkward um, just to be transparent. Um, so, Currently, uh, well, let's start at the past, right? So um, I've worked in nonprofits, like Bree said, in every space. Um, recently, I worked as a program manager, really grants program manager, um, for an organization called UMCOR. And so I manage their Sudan, South Sudan, and their Zimbabwe portfolios. And so we have projects all over um, East and West Africa, um, ranging in, like, from like 50k to like 5 million so it was really really great and that was really oh fun. just 50k to 5 million yeah. <laughs> you know it's just you know humanitarian you know, disaster response that type of thing um and then before that um i worked at the international rescue committee so i have a lot of like international um like global experience that's really like where my niche has been um and i work with the youth which i love i love 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 kids um, and then before that, I worked at Lutheran Service of Georgia, and that was unique because I actually, like, was in operations in the daytime, and then mm-hmm. in the evening, I worked with the kids mm-hmm. <laughs> in, uh, in the after-school program, so that was a really unique experience, so... Uh, I won't go back too far because we don't need to go through my whole resume. Um, but currently, <laughs> what do you I, do right now? Yeah, so currently, um, I actually have started a nonprofit about. Ooh, I guess we're going into our fifth, sixth year now. Um, I know, right? <laughs> um, called Hello, my name is King, and we support boys and men of color, um, education and self and social awareness. And so we do like different programs and workshops and community service activities. Um, and it's all about empowering and like changing like the mindset like mm-hmm. so that's my whole thing I want to like like plant the seeds to create the change um and then I also like my business uh Whitney Stone Enterprises um, okay yeah you know <laughs> hair flip um but no I support um people who are looking to develop their narrative so whether that is um content especially grant writing that's been a huge piece um, particularly in our space. So the mm-hmm. social uh, philanthropic space, um, they're looking to get money, looking to attract um, volunteers, they're looking to increase their engagement, they're looking to just get started. So, you know, yeah. I've helped people develop their business plans and their business scopes. So, yeah. Awesome. So, hello, my name is King. Um, what was your experience like being a black woman <laughs> starting an organization that is focused on the development of black men? 
So, uh, that's funny because honestly, I didn't think about it until like I actually started moving in this space, which I think you could probably identify with. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't think about like the fact that people are going to look at you and be like, you, why are you doing this? <laughs> and then you're like, uh, why not? Um, right. But yeah, so like I would, people were like, oh my God, that's so interesting. Like, you're a black woman doing this? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I would say one is definitely has taught me how to um, communicate with my male counterpart better. Okay. Like, um, so the majority of the organizations who do what I do are ran by males, right? So women usually we go with with girls and we focus on it, or we go with all, all encompassing like demographic. Um, and so I've learned to like just learn like because all my partnerships are really important for the organization. Um, so learning how to not like finesse. Mm-hmm. Um, but maneuver in a way that um, it's like a a a, a dance almost. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, and then like honestly, a lot of people don't know that I run hell and my name is King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and I and and it's, it's purposely so because I don't want me and my because once I realized that that was gonna kind of maybe di- a distraction, right? Um, I kind of kind of step to the forefront. So every now and then I'll drop in on the page and like I was like, hey, founder love. Um, but for the most part, it's like the messaging yes. that really I'm the really mission. pushing. The mission. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. when people meet me, they understand that it's really not about myself. Um, but I think definitely early on, I got that a lot. And mm-hmm. um, I had to learn to like do the dance a little bit. Right. Yeah. Awesome. So what has been one of the most difficult parts of um, starting your own organization or just operating in the space in general? Like, is it grant writing? Is it volunteer engagement? Is it volunteer commitment? What has been one of the most difficult tasks to kind of hmm. take? All of the above. Probably. <laughs> um, but I would say getting started, I think, mm-hmm. is probably always the hardest part. Um, and, well, okay, let me go back up. So I would say for myself... Getting started, honestly, wasn't my hardest part because I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. My hardest part was um, getting all the other different pieces, right? So capacity, really, and then resources. So that's, like, I think the the main two things when you're trying to run any business. Um, and when you have a mission-driven organization and you're not selling a nonprofit, I mean, a product, and you're not selling a, a service and you're not selling a nonprofit, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you have to be really creative about the way that you get you engage with people right. and that you get people involved and you get people invested and they want to give their money and they want to support you. Um, so that's, that really is it. And But I found that when I'm working with other people, it's always just getting started. Like, okay. they hit that wall. And it can be something as simple as a name. Like, I would spend weeks with someone who's just like, you know, like, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what are what you, you doing? Do? Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, what do you want to do? Yeah. yeah. But it's not. And I, what I realized with them is not so much as the name is that they they can't get past that part to get started. Yeah. You know? And I recognize yeah. that. So. Yeah, I think that I've experienced that same that same thing. Um, even with the podcast, yeah. I was like, I want to do this podcast, but what yeah. am I gonna call it? And so, even with the name of the podcast, it came up only because I had used. From idea to impact on a um, on a proposal that I had mm. sent to someone that was looking to start a nonprofit, and I was writing the the title of it, and it was from idea to impact, and so I've just kind of kept that name nice. in the yeah, and so. 
But those are the best names. Yeah. That's what I try to tell people. Like, really do not think about it. Just go about your life. Like, think of, just yeah. living your life. It's going to pop in your head. You're going to yeah. be like, that's it. Yep. Like, aha. Yeah. Honestly, even with Detroit Speaks, Detroit Speaks started off as Light Up Detroit. And mm. what ended up happening was we ended up finding out that that was actually the city's, like, official song. Oh, really? <laughs> and that it was, like, copywritten. <laughs> it was the craziest thing because, I mean, I was, I'm was i from the city and I had never even heard of this mm. song. But, um from there it was just I was thinking one day and I was like you know what Detroit speaks like and it was just about it encompassed so much Mm -hmm. just by saying two words and so um that's how that came about but yes to those people that are looking to start a nonprofit or start an organization, a foundation, and all your just wrapped up on the name. Just move on, move on to the yes. planning phase, right? Yes. Move on to getting your programming together, mm-hmm. and it will come to you. Definitely, like, because one day you're gonna realize. Cause a lot of times you know what you want to do, but you can't find the words. And as you begin to work through it, the words come to you, and then it's just like it, like literally, will fall in your lap, and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, thing like. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's great. I think that um one thing that for people who are just like I really want to start something, I've always been like, have you volunteered in that space mm, before? Have you idea. um actually attended an event like the event you're trying to plan before? Yeah. Um a lot of us have these great ideas that just need a little bit more research because a lot of times we're not the first person to do something. We're pretty much never the first person to do something. (laughs) So, um, do you have volunteer opportunities Mm -hmm. that you offer? Are they ongoing? And Mm -hmm. do you have people that are often seeking you out for mentorship as far as starting similar organizations? Yeah. So, uh, so the first question, ongoing volunteer opportunities. So we usually have five programs a year. Um, we do something around MLK Day, um, Black History Month is more digital space, so we usually don't have an opportunity for that, um, but our, our Father's Day event, our Back to School event is a big volunteer one, and then, um, Hello, My Name is King Day, and so Hello, My Name is King Day is one of our, it's like our staple event mm-hmm. that we really got started around, so I often need people to just really just come out and, like, help yeah. with, like, setup, logistics, um, sign-in table, things of that sort, running the food table, you know, things of like that. Um, and then I get people all the time who are looking to, to do organizations, but usually um, the college students who are, like, on campus and they're looking to do, like, a mentor organization. And so mentoring is something we don't do. Okay. And I, and I have, like, so as, a, as an organization, like, I'll mentor people individually, but, like, as an organization, we don't have a mentor program. And I actually explored it, um, and I did my research. Mentor programs are uh, tough, y'all. Yeah, yeah, Those they are. Like, <laughs> Those you need are to do tough. your research, yeah. tell you. So yeah. I actually did some research. I spoke to some people who had mentor organizations. And it was funny because uh, as a male and, you know, organization targeting men of color, that's who I wanted to get. And when I would speak to people who had the organizations, they would say, the number one group is hardest for me to get are men of color. And I would be like, really? (laughs) Really? So for myself, one thing that I'm looking to explore that we haven't put into fruition, but I'm doing a little research here and there, is a way to support other mentor organizations and like funneling them mentors. Okay. Um, Because I do get people who want to mentor, but we don't don't do that. So you'd be like the the mentor matchmaker. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Because yeah. I'm like, because I don't feel it's a point to start something. Like, mm-hmm. another mentor organization is going to be struggling to get mentors. Like, yeah. why? You yeah. know, there are a thousand, um, I have a thousand partners. You, like, I know yeah. a thousand people who work in this space, who work with kids every day. Yeah. You know, that I can really just make the connection with, like. Was it Big Brothers, Big Sisters? They literally send out a memo every year where they're yeah. like, we need, we need like, mentors. you know, so we it just, mentors. it makes more sense to, to kind of feel a need. So as far as commitment, um, mentor commitment, what have you seen as far as commitment? I know that um, most mentor programs require like either a year long commitment mm-hmm. or um it might be something more more intricate, like you need to attend XYZ sessions per mm-hmm. month or something like that. What do you think the disconnect mm. happens as far as mentor drop-off? That's a great question. So because it's something I'm, I've been really interested in the last year, every year with Hello, My Name is Kina, we kind of switched the theme. Mm-hmm. And so last year, um, it was Black Male Mentors Matter. And so that was like the focus point of like our discussion um, when we came together. And that was something I asked the group. And so this year was... At, um, what is past year, I should say, was actually really unique because I usually mix it up a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. there's usually, like, women on the panel, or at least in the audience. But this year, I was literally the only woman in the space. I was the moderator, and I was like a fly on the wall. Like, I didn't have a, <laughs> an opinion, any input. I would just start the question and let them go at it. Yeah. And so I asked, I said, you know, do these traditional models work? Or does it, you know, if someone's if they're going to the gym with you or going to basketball with you or, like, you know, just, you know, what works more? And so what the the boys responded was that they, they're more receptive to someone who basically meets them where they are and then they're more likely to kind of fall into the the routine because what I found is that a lot of times mentors go in they're really eager they're like mm-hmm. you're like I'm gonna go in I'm gonna change life you know and you're like really excited you got a yeah. whole like plan in your head yeah. and the kid is like so yeah no you know <laughs> yeah and then they get discouraged and then there's like this disconnect the kid falls off the mentor gets discouraged and so if you can kind of get like buff that out in the beginning mm-hmm. um and create that level of trust in mm-hmm. the space is basically what the boys were saying um, they're much more receptive to kind of go your way um, mm-hmm. as time goes on. Um, but going in with this whole, like, ideal of, like, how you're going to change is not realistic. And, um, especially when you're dealing in these, like, uncertain, like, demographics. Yeah. Like, you don't yeah. know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So anybody who's listening that's looking to become a mentor, keep those things in mind that developing that relationship is not easy. It might not be the first session that you guys get together. You might not instantly click, but that definitely takes nurturing and um, not to give up. And if you're going to be committed, um, be committed and stick stick through. If it's a yearly commitment, if it's a weekly commitment, stick through it and make a decision after your commitment has passed um, on whether or not you want to continue or not. But for when you sign up to do something, <laughs> my friends, go ahead and do it. And um, then then make a decision on whether or not you want to change your mind or take things in a different direction. But volunteering is the easiest way to find out if this cause or this, you know, particular thing is what you want to do. Like, that is the way to find out. Before you go start a mentoring organization, you should probably go ahead and and, and test out another one, yeah. <laughs> you know, and just see what you like, see what you don't like, see if this might be a little bit out of your league. It's okay to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
especially before you make it to someone like me or Whitney and we're trying to help you get it off the ground and you're really unsure about where you want to start. So I always say start with volunteerism. So yeah. um, my last question for this segment for you is particularly about social media. So mm-hmm. hello, my name is, is King um, is is huge on social media. Yeah, we do good. And so, yeah, y'all, I do good. <laughs> y'all are, y'all are, are, are posting constantly on social media, simply redefining the image of black men mm-hmm. and, you know, boys in the media. Mm-hmm. And how do you properly utilize social media mm-hmm. to, um, to, to put your message out there and put your mission out there without harming your mission. Mm-hmm. And because um, I know that social media is one of those things. I'm I'm pretty iffy about social media and, and nonprofit organizations and mm-hmm. things like that just because sometimes we can come across very, very yeah. extra yeah. on how we're posting things. Yeah. And so wh- how, what's your social media strategy for Hello, My Name is King? Yeah. And what advice do you have for any other organization that is about to, launch or currently has social media and um is working on that yeah so we can't we're kind of unique because we actually started on social media so like before we ever organization the idea legit was just that i wanted to get this message out and this is like when instagram was really starting to like get some traffic and so um we started just on social media and as a response to the response, I guess, uh, we kind of morphed into this organization. So I will say, though, what we've posted has changed over time. You go back, like, to templates, the faith, everything. Mm-hmm. And so I've gotten to the point now where I'm just like, this is what it's going to be. Like, it's very simple. Yeah. I add, There are certain keywords that I include in all of my hashtags, and I'll change them according to, like, what we're posting. But And there's a logo. But as far as, like, visually, I do not lose my mind about that anymore yeah. like because oh, yeah. it was like it was it's so time consuming yeah, like you don't, like it will you'll look up you'll be three hours of your day is ate up and you're still trying to get this little thing on you're like oh my god like <laughs> so like no like so and what i do is i post things that i know if i i think about what my mission is so I, when i look at this does it does it and people send me stuff all the time that i never post like because right. i'm like uh, i appreciate you but yeah. this doesn't go with what we're trying to do yeah um and i'm and i like to make it lighthearted because like a lot of times when people think about like race and like social like dynamics they get really uptight they get really like nervous they really don't want to touch it and it's funny because the our biggest like response people respond to most of my posts are like white young women or whatever like mm-hmm. people have no idea like they're the most engaged and they love our social media awesome. um and it's because the messaging isn't like i it's all about positivity so yeah. even if something negative or offensive happens we yeah. always take the positive like yeah. approach to like uh, how we display it to our yeah. community um because that's that's what I want people to always get away, take away from us. Right. Um, Yes. Cause I know, um, so posting on social media for my fellow change makers listening can be very tricky. So yes, we are proud of your volunteerism efforts or things that you're doing out in the community, but it's so important that you keep in mind, um, integrity and keeping in mind that, you know, posting people, or like clients of mm-hmm. of that are receiving different services is inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been in situations where I'll be with a corporate group and we're serving a meal at a shelter, and the only thing you'll see me really post on 
maybe my Insta stories or anything is the food mm-hmm. and yep. <laughs> the volunteers. Yep. And because even for our our neighbors that are experiencing homelessness, it's an experience. It is not a permanent condition. Right. So this person might not be homeless tomorrow, right. but there you are taking a picture, you know. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to, like, sell that face. You want to sell, like, this message. Yes. Yeah. And so that is very important to keep in mind for anybody who's running any kind of social media page that is related to an organization to keep in mind the, you know, the, the people that you're posting and um, just to keep focused on the mission. And so whatever you, whatever you're posting, as long as it represents the mission, it doesn't have to be you actually feeding somebody. Yeah. It could just be, you know, you showing, you know, X, Y, Z here, here's the group I was with today. Mm-hmm. Um, tag the location, mm-hmm. but, you know, actually exploiting our, our, our fellow friends. And I call, I, I call everybody my friend, especially when I'm working, um, with different demographics or people that are experiencing homelessness, they are not to be exploited in any way. And so just keep that in mind as far as social media. So in our next segment, we're actually going to talk about individual change makers. What does it look like to be a change maker? Mm-hmm. And um, I know that Whitney has some <laughs> thoughts for this, and so I'm looking forward to it. But we're going to take a quick break. So we are going to head into this final segment, just highlighting what is a change maker, who is a change maker. Um, I talked to Whitney a little bit earlier and I told her that I really do believe that everyone is a, is a change maker. And I do believe that everyone has the capacity to do good in um, their respective communities. But do we always know where to start? Do we always know how to make the biggest impact? Yeah. And are we doing things in our communities that are actually needed? And so that is what we're getting into this particular segment. And so Whitney, I just want to say, who do you think is a change maker? Who is in your eyes? Like who is a change maker? Um, when I say that word, what comes to your mind? So one, I definitely agree with you. I definitely believe that anybody has the potential to be a change maker. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, <laughs> I think people who are change makers, those who um, who do the work, but who also are have that ear to the ground. Right. Um, so I think that's really the difference between someone who's just... Um, that is the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, oftentimes, like, everyone has great ideas, right? Right. Um, but the thing that sets you apart from, like, as, as a mission-driven organization versus, like, a regular business is the fact that you are tuned in and you're aware of what the community needs and right. you're providing that need. Um, so you definitely want to make sure you're having those conversations and you're kind of standing in that gap and then you're taking those steps to, like, um, right. bring so, it into fruition. So what do you think is the first step to finding, like, if you want to do something in your community, what what's the first step to, like, solving a problem or... 
identifying a problem because what happens is sometimes we just see things and we mm. think that it need, that there needs to be something fixed there right so we're like oh my god that man is under the bridge mm-hmm. and he needs a sandwich like mm-hmm. that is a temporary fix right. to a you know right. a, an actual huge problem right. which is you know hunger and homelessness overall mm-hmm. and um for the person who's looking to get started, like, where do you think they should start? So, I definitely, speak to someone who's already doing what you want to do. Like, that is literally the number one way for you to know, one, um, if you think what you think is right is right, and two, if this is the, the direction that you want to go. Um, and then they'll be able to let you know all the different things that they've done wrong, all the different resources that they've acquired, all the different knowledge that they've learned along the way. And it's going to save you a lot of a lot of time. So me and Brianna was actually just speaking about me speaking to one of my clients and I was just trying to give her some insight. Um, and she really, really was not trying to hear it. Um, but and I get where she was coming from because I, I, I thought that way as well when I first started my, my organization. But after you've been in it for a while, you 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 know some things. So mm-hmm. definitely speak to someone um, and then they'll let you know where, where you should volunteer, what you should start, um, what the needs is, who you should speak with. They're actually in the community that you're looking to serve. Um, they can make those connections for you. Just that'd be a great resource. So what do you think about just the, not those people that want to start a whole organization, but those people that are just like, I want to do this random service project mm. in this random community and um, I want to do it Sunday night. What What is your thought about that? Because I see that very often. Yeah. Somebody's like, I just saw that this needed to happen, mm. so I did it. What is your advice to those people that are they have the heart for it, but, you know, sometimes we, we move a little bit too fast yeah. or we don't assess the situation yeah. properly? What do you think about that? So the beautiful thing about like 2019 is that we all have these like computers in our hand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it sounds like silly, but I tell people all the time like really look up stuff. Like mm-hmm. that's that's something that we legit have the advantage of, and I've realized now that people don't really research anymore. We just allow information to kind of fall in our lap. Mm-hmm. Um, but actively like look into like do your research you're going into a community in a neighborhood look up where you're going like yeah. look about look at the school that you're going to volunteer look at yeah. look at some challenges that they may be facing like yeah. um and it, it's it's just about and it's not that it's going to like you know prepare you like super like you're going to be like the super volunteer but it's going to give you some insight so you're not walking in it cold um and you're not walking in it with a perception that you uh, probably shouldn't have um and it allows you to really manage uh, for instance i'll give you some insight so one of my friends he works for a school in baltimore and we're doing something for king mm-hmm. and he says you know before we get there he's like hey you know this is how the school is this is the culture this is what you should expect mm-hmm. literally as we're walking to the door this guy walks out with his like daughter thrown on his over his shoulder and mm-hmm. he's like welcome you yeah. know you know and i was like okay you know we had a great event because i yeah. knew what to expect i yeah. knew the dynamics of the kids and like the teachers and yeah it just made for a really smooth um transition once i got there yeah i will totally agree with that and i'll add a story in there about um an experience that i had in another country mm. um doing some service work at a school and um we're in a third world country, so there are certain things that you need to keep in mind. One being plumbing and mm-hmm. utilizing, you know, the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a group of us, and most of them were older than me, um, maybe 
this woman that I'm referencing now may have been in her late 50s and these schools have opened their doors for us for an entire week and um it is not normal for them to have you know the top-notch everything um the power goes in and out like that is just how it works and I had a volunteer that was with me that actually complained about um, the lack of water in the toilet to flush oh, wow. in front of the principal. Oh. And I felt awful yeah. because knowing that the principal, you know, they, they're they trying to do so much already to impress yeah. us because we're Americans, right? Yeah. And they just think we are just used to all this fabulousness. Yeah. and And we're guests. And we're guests, and people love to be great hostess. Mm -hmm. And so, um, in that moment, it's just like you have to pull somebody to the side and let Mm -hmm. them know that this is like being in somebody's home. And it's not about you and your ability to have the strongest flush, because the toilet flushed. (laughs) It definitely flushed. It had a power flush. Yeah, it wasn't a a power flush, but everything in there went down. And just to be mindful when you're stepping into new spaces that this is what somebody is used to. And it might not be what you're used to, but you have to adjust and adapt. And if you're going to be out here in the community doing the work, you have to be a chameleon almost, Right, right? right? Like you have to be able to adjust to whatever situation that you are in and I have been into title one schools Mm -hmm. in some of the richest neighborhoods Mm -hmm. here in Atlanta and I've been to title one schools in some of the poorest neighborhoods and and you just really you don't know until you get there but you have to have your ear to the ground and your eyes open at all times because you don't know and you have to always be willing to learn Mm -hmm. you have to always be willing to adjust and um, just because you've started an organization that does xyz what happens when xyz has happened Mm -hmm. and is no longer an issue are you staying up to date with what's actually happening what the needs are are. and so um the our work is never done and i think that that is like one thing that everyone that works in this kind of (laughs) realm can say is that it's never done and you know we have these vision statements of when the problem is solved what you know what the world is going to be like oh what a day (laughs) (laughs) but in the end of the day it's it's a con it's you're literally what's the little hamster wheel (laughs) (laughs) i thought you're talking about you just going around yeah 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 like you're just going and going and going and so it's so important when you're going and going and going to actually have your eyes open and listen you know to to what's actually happening around you and what people are saying about the services that you're providing them are you actually coming and benefiting them and so um can I speak on that yeah so this is something that I worked for an organization and I shouldn't laugh but it's just it just this is the prime example of like when you were just really not paying attention Mm -hmm. so I work for an organization and not my portfolio, but um, one of our, our island portfolios have been doing these projects um, for like, since for like 15 years, like for like a long time. They recently did an assessment and saw that they made like so little impact and that they were basically misinvesting the money for like the last. Oh, no. But they waited until the end of the project to do this assessment. Oh, no. You know, and it's like, that's just an example of yeah. like, and it's like millions of dollars went into like 
just poor, poor planning, poor interventions that just, if we would have checked five, 10, even 12 years, we could have just helped more people. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Those things are so important to keep in mind. And um, a lot of times we say we have a vision for something and when that vision does not go exactly how you envisioned it, you're like, what the heck? This is not what I said I was going to do. But sometimes the, the community changes so quick. It Something does. can happen by yes. the time this podcast is over and minds have shift and everyone's energy and resources may have to go yep. somewhere else. Yep. I can't even explain, even with hurricanes, for example. Yes. Oh, yes. That all, is <laughs> all disaster related infrastructure oh, yes. development type thing. Oh my gosh. That don't, don't plan. That is that is whoa. <laughs> Girl. Whoa. And it's interesting because even in my work, people are calling mm-hmm. two weeks before <sighs> two weeks before the hurricane even hit. Because by the time it get there, it might be a tropical storm or just, you know, and some some rain. And it's not like you didn't have projects before this disaster came. Yes. So you you literally have to stop everything yep. or continue with everything yep. and try to work it in. But um, And be open. I would say, like, that's definitely, I would say the one thing about any space. Like, I've worked in all different spaces. Um, you have to be open. Like, you just have to be open to yeah. receive. Like, yeah. open to hearing things that you you thought you were doing right, that you were doing wrong. Like, yeah. open to new communities. Open to things that going to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, just be open to learn yeah. and receive. Yeah. Because a lot of times when we think we, we know what the, the problem is in the community, it'd be, like, so much deeper than that. So much. <laughs> always. I would say yeah, always. Always. It's never been a case where it wasn't deeper than what I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> and so then you end up finding out or figuring out more things that you have to work on. And so you think you're starting off with just making a sandwich, but then you find out that you actually need to be making lunches for kids for an entire summer. Right. Because and you're like, why do I need to do this? And then you find out it's because of the what's going on in the house. And then, yeah, you know, yeah. And you find whole... out the, the craziest things. Like, I mean, I, I've i never been a breakfast person. Mm-hmm. This is just me talking about myself. For, I still, to this day, struggle to eat breakfast, mm-hmm. right? But that is by choice. Right. And there are kids that literally do not have... Yes breakfast and luckily like I'm not in the age where I'm taking tests and things like that during during the day but you have kids that don't have access to breakfast at all in Mm -hmm. the morning they're going to school Mm -hmm. they're hungry Mm -hmm. they're taking tests they're being held accountable Mm -hmm. you know and then the only meal they get for the day is lunch from school and they go back home to no food like these things are just so the, it's so important to yep. keep it in mind. Like you, I think like, oh, I'm good. I don't need to eat breakfast. Yep. But there are kids that don't have, and so it gets deeper. Like I said, it gets deeper. Um, the more you do your research, and so nothing that you want to solve is surface level. Ever. <laughs> it's not surface level, and so it's important to dig deep, and that's what I encourage everyone to do. Um, that's listening over the next week, like. If you have a problem that you are looking to solve in the community or you just don't know where to start, we say start with volunteering Mm -hmm. and we say start with doing your research. Yes, yes. (laughs) And it's so easy now. What I've definitely found is that, like, I've reached out to people in, like, their DMs and their emails and people respond. Like, you know, like, I'm like, hey, you know, 
know, like when I was looking to start a mentor organization, I was like, hey, you know, let can we meet and like I can just pick your brain? I'm like, yeah, you know, let let's talk. So like people are so receptive. Like that's the really good thing about our space. So just put yourself out there. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to add, Whitney? I appreciate you. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I think I've spoken enough. This has been great. I had a great, great, great time. And yes. been awesome. I appreciate you. This is definitely a different kind of podcast like <laughs> it's really it's really an opportunity for us to just talk about some of the stuff that we experience every mm-hmm. day and just seeing that this field in particular is becoming more and more popular mm-hmm. um people are really trying to figure out how they can become um change makers ultimately and we just want you to know that one this is a safe space but we're going to keep it honest with yeah. you and say that you know it, the work is just beginning and you'll never you'll never you know cross that that finish line and be like oh my organization is done. It's just a snowball. <laughs> no, no. And the space is always evolving, like, with technology and the way that people give and the way that people give their time and money. So you just always have to, like, be on it. So yeah. definitely, like, um, I will say, you know, follow us. So if you um, on Instagram. Yes. At Hello, my name is King. Um, and I am Whitney Snowball. And I'm on Facebook. We have a pretty good Facebook following as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, and I have to have you on here again. Yeah. We will definitely do this again. <laughs> so thank you, Whitney. Thanks for having me. Overall, today I wanted my listeners to understand that we can start anywhere when it comes to making a difference in the community but it's so important to start now. There's nothing that we're waiting on in order to start making a difference. I want to leave us with this quote. The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. And that quote is by Mahatma Gandhi. Enjoy your week.